Hey, what's poppin' guys? Welcome to the Delos Rays Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Alexander. Today's October 7th. Welcome to episode 12 of season 2. We'll be covering the second week of the MLB playoffs. And we have a lot of stuff to go over. But before we start, make sure you follow our Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. We have a bunch of different platforms up there, YouTube, even Twitch. And we've been posting previews for the different playoffs yep. on our Instagram and as of yesterday on our YouTube. So we also have SoundCloud, Google, you name it, we're on there. Yep. However you want to get there, we got it on our link tree and Instagram. Yeah, but while you're listening in and all this stuff, make sure to stay healthy, the mask, the glove, six feet. Um, let's start off with We Got Ice, right? Yeah. So for We Got Ice, Miami Marlins outfielder for the injuries, starting Marte, had a fractured finger. We don't know how long he'll be out for, but there's a second injury so far in the playoffs. Philadelphia Phillies first baseman, Reese Hoskins, I know they're not in the playoffs, but he recently, just of yesterday, had Tommy John surgery. He'll be out for four to six months. San Diego Padres catcher, Jason Castro, jaw injury, out for the season. And pitcher, fortunately, Mike Clevenger, elbow injury. This guy, I don't know what's going on. He's like broken glass as soon as he gets traded to the Padres. Yep. Every, I don't know, like this is second or third injury with the team and he's been on, like what? Second, tw- yeah. 20, 30 days, maybe? I don't even know if like, 20, come 30 on. days is right, but. Tampa Bay Rays, right fielder, Brett Phillips is a big loss for them. Hamstring, out for season. As well as Mammy Marlins, right-handed pitcher, Brandon Lybrandt, second baseman, Logan Forsythe, relieving pitchers, Mike Morin, and Josh Smith, all out for the rest of the season. Coming back on February. So the Marlins lost a key amount of players. Tampa Bay loses one of their key outfielders. Not looking good for both those teams up against powerhouses and hitting teams, Yankees and the Braves, as well as the San Diego Padres. Mm -hmm. They're losing players left and right, and they have to beat Los Angeles Mm -hmm. to be considered a top team going into next season. Yeah. Because like we said, postseason is a whole different animal. You can't do well in the regular season, even in a full season. Not, not Forget yeah. 2020, a full season. And when postseason comes, it doesn't matter, man. It's whoever wins the game that yeah. day. No one cares about how many games you won in the regular season. That doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Regular season is gone to wash. Yeah. But as far as regular COVID, we're happy to report we got nothing. <laughs> they got nothing to say about that. But as far as the ups and downs, Fleet Off at Philly's GM, Matt Klintak, steps down. He was with the team from 2015 to 2020. But good news for Phillies fans, they already found an interim general manager replacement, Ned Rice. He was a close friend of Matt Klintak, so hopefully that relationship will go hand in hand and it'll tutor him. But yeah, what, I mean, I guess, yeah. So Atlanta Braves, kind of questioning this move on my part. They moved down third baseman Johan Camargo and catcher William Contreras to the minor league team. And the Yankees did the same thing with catcher Eric Kratz. They decided to go with Sanchez and Kyle... What's his last name again? Um, it's like Higashi... What, I don't know. Higashioka. Higashioka, yeah. Kratz... Yeah, so they moved down Kratz. Like, he's doing so much better. Like, I feel the only reason why they brought up like, keeping Sanchez because of his name. No, he actually did pretty well. Because like, defensively, he let up more pass balls in the postseason. Like, on top of what he's already done this season. Like, yeah, pass ball, pass ball, pass. He can't catch the ball. That's why they style. They started Kyle, but like they, yeah, they started him last game. Mm-hmm. But he also well, because Cole pitched the first game, right? Yeah, and I Cole know and he him started work really, really, really that, well together. That's everyone why. knows, even the fans that mm-hmm. no matter when Cole's pitching on the Yankees, he's gonna be the catcher. Yeah, but he, he started yesterday as well. Uh, I don't think so. I think Gary started yesterday. See, that's the problem. This guy. This, if he's gonna have an amazing bat this year, I on mean, top of that. but but postseason he's had a great bat. He went two for four yesterday. All right, I mean, four at bats. 
can't judge a postseason on four bats though. I'm saying he had a decent game, but he's not. I don't think he's good enough to say. Well, Eric Kraft has been doing well this whole season. Like I'm saying, I think they're keeping giving Gary Sanchez a chance because of his name, and because and what he has in done 2018 before. he had 35 home runs. That's all. That's why they're like, oh my God, we gotta keep this guy. We could make a DH. I'm fine with that. Make this man a DH. Fine. He's good at hitting. This guy can't catch. I don't think you should make him a DH now. I think he should. He uh, this off season, I know he's definitely gonna work on a one. I'll work on his catching, his defensively wise, because I've been looking at him on Instagram. And also, uh, he's always like posting and stuff, and I feel like he can get better. But like, if he doesn't get better, no. Before he even gets the chance to get better, I would trade him. What's the point? He he got Shioka's thirty years old, right? So you already don't have anyone that's young. How young is Gary Sanchez? Probably twenty six. He's like 27, 20, 27, 26, 27. 26, 27. Kratz is what, and is, he's going towards forties, if not in his forties, right? He's around that age. I don't know. So he doesn't have too much longer. So you can't. I'm talking about this postseason. I would have kept Kratz in. But as far as in general for the next seasons, I, you obviously can't count on him if he's going to be that old, mm-hmm. right? Even as a DH, he's a really good catcher. He, they, he's a better presence. If they're smart, they can bench coach. If they're, they're smart, a catcher coach. If they're smart, they can make a good offseason move and pick up one of the catchers. So we're going to talk more about. I'm going to leave that for another episode. Yeah. The catchers, because we are going to do a free agent episode. Mm-hmm. But to give you a quick highlight, the top two catchers I saw were JT Ramuto and oh my god, I can't think of the other guy. What's his name? Okay, now I gotta see. There's no way. Where is there it is? It's right here. It's right here. I was like, I can't I can't leave you hanging like that. Let's let's check. James McCann. Yeah. So James McCann will be 31 coming from the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Who knows if they'll sign him back? Real Muto, 30 from the Phillies. Who knows if he'll stay back? Yeah. I've seen both ways as far as Real Muto, but I haven't Yankees, heard anything about McCann. I mean, he, McCann would be a good look for the Yankees. Yeah. He's already got the pinch drivers going on in Chicago. I fully support that. Mm-hmm. If they get JT Romuto or mm-hmm. they get James McCann, I, I'm be real, dude. I don't think they're gonna get Romuto. It's not because I'm a Mets fan, but Cohen's been—that's his first target he's been going for publicly. Well, you never know, man. He's also contacted the Yankees GM. Know. He's trying to get the Yankees GM to go to the Mets. So we'll see what happens on that. Anyway, but as you were saying, uh, finished. But no, uh, you were oh, talking about oh, yeah. Romuto. If, if they get JT Romuto or James McCann, I feel mm-hmm. like they'll be able to be outstanding and they could make they have a deep outfield yes but and they put they usually put one of those guys at dh but yeah. they can put gary at dh and then they have kyle to work with and then they are going to also have either jt or james and i feel like that would just be stellar i would Two make catcher. i would make eric kratz uh, a catching coach or bullpen coach or well, something I mean, yeah i'll keep him in the organization because like the impact he's made this season is you can't let that go and yeah, be like oh be a bullpen catcher free agent yeah i'll let you go no he doesn't have to be a bullpen like he can be a I coach know. yeah I'll, I'll make him a coach i want to make him bullpen catcher because that's for people who don't they're just i don't know their, their career is over and they don't have a spot on the management i think he has a spot on management he hasn't played the team I mean, too long but still maybe no but then, I, but then if you take up james mccann but then how do you so you're thinking james mccann kyle and Gary Sanchez, right? Yeah. You're gonna run with three catchers again, dude. The the thing is, Gary, if if you make that because, move, no, if no, you no. make that move, you're Gary's not gonna be catching. But barely, here's also what I said. Here's also what I think. Because if you have all three of those together, and if Gary doesn't, if he's barely catching, and Kyle's definitely only gonna catch when he's only gonna play every four games, every five games when Cole pitches. So I would think James McCann would be the number one guy. 
Well, yeah, because he is. Because he, he he's, he's got a good bat, yeah. and he's really good at catching. He I mean, is the number one. Him and Real Muto are going to be some of the top free agents, but we're going to leave the conversation for another point. Let's finish off. we got two more things here that are kind of a little weird, but the Dodgers activate second base and Gavin Lux. That's good for them, but they really don't need any more ammunition at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, honestly, like the Padres would want someone like that. And this one, kind of surprising. I forgot he was on the team. He signed a minor league contract for the Miami Marlins, third baseman, longtime veteran, Sean Rodriguez. I haven't heard that name in years. It's like 09, 2010. Played for the Rays, man. This guy, he's old, but he's still got it. He's aging like wine, and they brought him up. They're going to see what he could do against the Braves. He might as well, right? Yeah. See if he could test him out. Maybe sign another year on mm-hmm. that contract. But that's We Got Ice. You know what that sound is. It's time for Alexander's fun fact of the day. Claude Berry, he's played 21 games in total in the majors between 1904 and 1907. Well, he did something that saved, I guess, his berries and other berries, if you think about it. He, was, he made and was the first catcher to ever use in MLB history the protective cup. So he saved some lives. He saved some children, definitely. Wow. <laughs> and... I mean, without this invention, I feel like catchers around the world would, there would be a lot less of them. Yeah, I mean, protective cup is a big part of the game that was always underlooked. I can't imagine that many major league players still use it today. Um, can't speak for the catcher side. Can't speak for any position because we're not in the major leagues. Yeah, I think that. But it's definitely something that's in youth sports that mm-hmm. is one of the biggest parts of the game like and then they wear the heart guard too yeah like i didn't realize that until i was umping a game i think this past weekend where i, I saw them coming up again i was like i haven't seen i've been doing older games for a long time this past summer yeah and i finally did like nine u eight u i was like uh-huh. oh they're wearing heart guards that's what that is like the little strap around their neck they're wearing uh-huh. a big necklace <laughs> no yeah but yeah protective cups are, are big man so i'm kind of what's the guy something buried uh, Claude Berry. Claude Berry, 1904. Yeah, saving berries out there. So <laughs> you, you gotta wonder what what, what was it made out of? It uh, cannot be know. the same material. There's no way. Definitely not that hard plastic that we're yeah, used no, to. Yeah, no, I feel like it definitely be like they carved it out of wood. No, no, <laughs> definitely, like no they de- definitely exactly what it was. All right, guys, get down to the brass tacks and nitty gritty of today's episode. We're covering week two of the 2020 MLB playoffs. I'm going to start you guys off with some Reds Braves history. This is the first postseason game to in MLB history to ever go scoreless for 11 innings. And also, this is the first Braves win in the postseason since 2001. Yeah. For, they won the series. They haven't been in the postseason in a while. Yeah. So like Chipper they, Jones. It's big for them, yeah. Mm-hmm. When the MLB just announced they're allowing fans, the NLCS and the World Series don't have any sources for the American League championship series yet 10,000 seats for each game that's interesting i i think the stadiums hold 60,000 70,000 generally these uh, major league stadiums i could be wrong but i I, that's what the numbers i've seen so far um 10,000 so it's like you know 10,000 out of 70,000 i guess it's not bad but it all depends on how you space them out. That's, yeah. that's really what it comes down to. You can't have people sit next to each other. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Everyone's got to wear the mask. You got to do the right way. Yeah. This can go one or two ways. It goes the right way, and are the only sport to have fans this season, Yeah. or this year in 2020, and make it go right, or it goes the other way. They screw up. They become like every other league, uh-huh. and we might not have a full season next year. Yeah, but didn't the NFL, didn't they do like they the They had COVID cases. Or, yeah, they did. It, after week one, there was already COVID cases. 
from the first game on Thursday Night Football. Oh, you see that? <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So they had a lot more people. But I don't think they should... Honestly, I wouldn't even take the risk. Mm-hmm. Of, of, if I was a commissioner, allowing, I wouldn't even allow fans. I mean, yeah. It just... But that's their no. moneymaker, so you never know. I, I get it, but it's like, it just doesn't make sense. Because, like, like I said, it's, it's high risk, medium reward. Mm-hmm. It, it's... You're, it's a lot. A lot yeah. of risk of putting out the league there. Talking about fans, fans were arrested at the New York Yankees-Cleveland series, one of the games last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed it on television. They're like, oh, these guys are getting they arrested. snuck in. They were yeah. Cleveland fans. So they're kind of like, if you guys have watched the Philadelphia Phillies games, uh, especially, no, not even the postseason, they didn't make it. Um, they, they had people in center field banging behind a gate on like drums and stuff. Yeah. They had the same kind of deal with the Cleveland fans, okay? So there was a couple of them. And people snuck in. And Somehow. you could see those people banging the drums as they're getting arrested with handcuffed by the, the two cops walking past the center field, uh, I guess, area. <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. So, in other news, Trevor Bauer is open to all offers. He said he has no loyalty to any team going into this offseason. He's willing to sign with anybody. That's some good news for you. <laughs> for you he, said, he said even the Astros, which is very daring. Mm-hmm. That he would say that because like, I it, I didn't take that as sarcasm. I, I I it didn't sound like sarcasm. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I mean, I mean yeah, but like you said, anyone that, who picks him up, anyone who picks him up is going to be a yeah. little bit better. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it depends how deep your rotation is. If yeah. you don't have any pitchers, then it's only going to be a little bit better because this guy is really mm-hmm. good. But I mean, if the so- Yankees pick him up, holy, <sighs> you only do so much with a guy yeah. if he's if he's your best pitcher and you got no one else. But mm-hmm. he's definitely a good second, possibly third pitcher on the right team. Yeah, so we also have another pitcher, though, right? That oh, did yeah. really well. Shane McLennan from Tampa Bay McClanahan, Rays. McClanahan, yeah. McClanahan, yeah, from Tampa Bay Rays. First pitcher to debut in the postseason ever. He actually had a good outing. Um, the other pitcher, I forgot what his name is from Tampa Struss. Struss. He didn't have a good outing. He that's gave what made up them. The four runs. Yeah, that's what made them lose the first game. Yeah. Game they one. lost 9 3. But. But he's the first pitcher to debut in the postseason, but many position players have done it. I think uh-huh. the last one was Alberto Mondesi for the Royals. That yeah. was a while ago. That was versus the Mets. Yeah, but there was a lot of position players that have been able to make it, I guess, the easier jump, but pitchers have never done it. And then the highest this guy played was Double A for the Montgomery Biscuits. Yeah. I mean, big jumps have I mean, we saw Garrett Crochet, though. Yeah, the guy He didn't that debut in the postseason, though. He debuted a week and a half before the postseason. Yeah, is he, he jumped, playing? Is he was he on the he, postseason team? He got injured. I was uh, going to talk about him being injured, but I, I only wanted to bring up injuries to teams that are still in it just to keep uh, it pertaining, so no one's like, worried about other players that aren't in it. Because yeah. there's a bunch of players that got injured that are not even in the playoffs yeah. contention. So like, I figured, what's the point of saying it? That's why Simmons probably opted out. He didn't want to get injured. <laughs> yeah. So let's go over the postseason what we got so far. So Yankees and Rays, the series is tied at one one. With the Rays winning last night seven to five, and losing nine to three, the Marlins and the Braves are well. The Braves are up one zero. They'll be playing. All these game teams are playing tonight. The Astros are up two to zero to the Athletics. Two home runs yesterday from George Springer, and the Dodgers are up one zero to the Padres. Yeah. What are our takes? Go ahead. Um. Well, the Yankees Rays. I definitely have the Yankees winning. I'm a Yankee fan, and I feel it's going to be. It's not going to be easy per se, but I feel they've gotten like I've set up, like I've said before, they've gotten to, to their bullpen easily, quickly. That deep bullpen's getting thin, like I was saying. 
Um, That's true, but as far as that game, I don't know. I, at first, I had Yankees all the way, right? Mm-hmm. But now that the Rays came back and they were up, I know it's only two runs, but it shows that they still have some life in them. Losing one of their red fielders, too, Brett Phillips. Yeah. They have a lot of underrated players and a lot of people know about, but they, I think they can make a splash. I mean, I, I think it can go either way now. Yeah. I, I don't have a team right now. Um, I'm going to see this next game and see where it's moving out of five games. For the Braves-Marlins, as you said before, the Marlins definitely a lot of loss of key mm-hmm. players. I, I see this going to the Braves. Yeah, I have the same it's opinion. kind mm-hmm. of easy. The Astros athletics. Going into it, as I said before, I, I had the athletics. Yeah. But Astros leading 2-0. That, that surprised me for sure. Yeah. Um, beating the Twins didn't surprise me as much as it should have. Uh-huh. Because the Twins aren't a good playoff team. It's mm-hmm. just history they're just not a good playoff team yeah, i mean if they they were supposed to play against the yankees if they won they were slated to and they've lost the last 13 uh appearances with the yankees in the postseason so like they're not good at postseason yeah. baseball as we talked and, about and, and surprisingly the um, the astros they, they did good and they still don't have justin verlander so i mean the athletics they don't have uh matt chapman yeah they don't have one of those but that's not an excuse to not do mm-hmm. marcus Simi is not doing well either yeah. he's gonna be a free agent we'll talk more about him in the free agent episode but I don't know. I don't know if Athletics could bounce back. Yeah, it's I don't know if I have. A, I don't know if I have a lot of faith in them to win three games in a row. Three against games the in a row, and the Astros have. This to team's lose three hot. Games Aren't didn't they? They, they lost. Two-oed, what, they, um, twins. They two o the Twins. Yeah. Yeah. So they were the, the four, first team to make the yeah, playoffs. They're on a four-game win streak. Uh huh. In the playoffs. Yeah. So like, I don't know if the Athletics hot. have the stuff to turn over. I mean, Hopefully they do. They got to do pitch by pitch. They, mm-hmm. It's got to be. They got to buckle in, man. This, this mm-hmm. winter go home for them. Winter keep going on. Uh, but for Padres, Dodgers, I see the Dodgers winning, but I also see the Padres at least winning two and hopefully stretching this into a five game. I can see it going to five game, three, mm-hmm. two. I still see Dodgers winning, though. Yeah. I don't know if, like, the score is only 5-1 for that first game. It's not that bad, but still, yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I don't have the Padres overcoming that. Yeah. Like we said, you know, Mike Clevenger, their top pitcher. Injured again. Injured again. I mean, who knows if that's going to translate to 2021. Do you try yeah. to, obviously you want to win now, but do you mm-hmm. rush him? Even if he's injured and pitch him, or do you save him for next year and possibly the year after that, and the year after that, and the year after that? You don't no know what's gonna knows. happen, right? No one knows. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know if this guy's gonna. Cause th- decisions like this make or break franchise teams. They've been building mm-hmm. up. They literally traded mad people, like a lot of players. They, they want to win this year. They want to win this year. That's they. They showed that. Mm-hmm. They showed that. Want to be in contention to win, and I mean, dude, this is all the all the cards are stacked. Ready yeah. to go. You'd I be- kind of hope this was the ALCS game instead of... You mean NLCS, yeah. A- NLCS. I hope... I, I, well, I, I, I kind of wanted to see Yankees raise ALCS, yeah. Padres, Dodgers, NLCS. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Because I feel like those are the four strongest teams. Mm-hmm. Although right the, you can't count... Uh, the Braves. The Braves are really strong. Can't count them out, yeah. But as far as like postseason teams, that's what I saw. I'm pretty sure fan favorites as well around this area. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's going to do it for us here at episode 12 of season two of our podcast yeah. mm-hmm. thank you so much for tuning in head over to instagram at, at delos underscore reyes underscore podcast for more we have a bunch of stuff going on there tournaments we got a bunch of reaction videos you're going to see a bunch of things coming out in the next yeah. couple of weeks and we hope you enjoy it yeah. thank you for joining us on this baseball journey